walked into my house tonight, and I felt like my back exploded. It was just ridiculous. Like, all of a sudden, pain in my back. felt completed. And I made supper, and I was hoping that watching AEW energize me and get me ready for this show. But, at the si but instead, I'm like halfway through the main event, and I start dozing off. So, um, this might be a short show, because I didn't see a lot of it. I was also choose, and <clears throat> honestly... For the first time since AEW started, I felt like this was just a wrestling show. You know, that's funny that you say that. Because I enjoyed every single match except for one. Um, I felt like the fact that they focused on tag teams. We had the two um, you know, semifinal matches to set up the final, which we'll get to in a second. Because um, there was some disappointment there. But And then we had the best friends, which I thought was a good TV match. And I actually really liked Oxley versus Pac match. So, you know, we've got five out of six matches that I really, really liked. I, I, I thought there was some good character development. I thought there was some good um, performances. I just really liked a lot of it. I'm, I'm glad that you did. I just, but, you know, like the first match, I told you you're going to have to talk about them because it was so choppy on my end. The internet did. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I don't have um, cable. I'm a cord cutter. So I'm watching on the TNT app. And for some reason, my internet was just terrible that first, like, 20 minutes of the show. So it just. The, fu so I, the funniest so I, thing I saw, about that. So I saw, like, every part of the match, I suppose, but, it, but I was getting, like, you know, 15 seconds delays or so between. Um, sections of it and it, it was just got to the point where I was just like fed up with it the funniest part about you being a cord cutter is it's because I kept convincing you to be a cord cutter because <laughs> I, I, cu I cut everything was done with cable done with satellite like what six years ago and then I, I got some deal through AT&T so I've got it back again and I don't know that I'll ever give up DirecTV if, as long as I can afford it there's so much goodness to it that, and I don't watch it much, but for the amount I pay, it's definitely worth it. Um, but the first match uh, was between uh, Private Party and Lucha Brothers, yes. and while it might not have been the greatest, I mean, I'm not going to give it a five star rating, maybe not even a four star rating, but it was definitely pay per view quality. And that is what I note about AEW. Wait, wait, wait. It, we're, we're living in 2019. If a match is not four-star, it is not equality. Not if you watch NJPW. I'm getting there, dude. Slow down. I Slow your... All right, we got to clean up that. I got to beep that. Anyway. I, 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 uh, I just did the eye, and you didn't react to it. That's what, that yeah, really I, I, I heard I'm going to ignore it because I just can't tonight. I can't deal with that kind of... It's still real to me, damn it. Three, um, three first three weeks of this. We're on episode three, and they have started every show with a pay-per-view quality match. Sammy and Cody, and then we had the tag match last week with the Bucks and Pri or with the Bucks and Private Party. Actually, this is episode, and then we had the we had the tag match last week and the tag match this week, and all of them have been to the point where, I, and maybe it's because we're accustomed. Well, no. Because you and I grew up in the 80s and 90s. There was always crap on pay-per-view. The fact that these were matches that were the quality of New Japan has impressed me. And, and it's one thing that I I thought Private Party did an amazing job. I felt they, even in, in the loss, and to be honest, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, but you know, they left who the finals was going to be, and they have for weeks annoys me that they did it because when uh lucha brothers came out confronted scu in the beginning it was scu but it was scu and it was frankie and uh, scorpio sky that were the two big components and who were a face tag team on confront of face tag team that wasn't even going to be a tournament it was so much foreshadowing as to what the finals were going to be that it was almost embarrassing. And I've been saying that for that it, it's a foregone conclusion. So it doesn't surprise me that it ended up the way it did, but I'm, I got to give all props to both Dark Order and Private Party 
they were um, both of them were amazing there were some moves that i've never seen before things that they did that both of them did in both, each match that impressed me and private party is quickly becoming one of my favorite tag team plain and simple yeah i mean to me this was all um like you said i mean they've been foreshadowing it for for four weeks but it, it really, and, and they did the same when they set up who was going to have the buy, and they made it in dark order. And, and it's sometimes it's just book things predictably like that, but, you know, what, I, I, I really don't get why they did it this way in this one, because it just doesn't make you have, have been um, the Lucha Bro this week, you know? Well, and, that, and that's why I said last week, they're doing such a job of foreshadowing, because even when you watch this, others are still the face tag team. They're still the crowd favorites. They're doing. They're not doing the underhanded tactics. So and SCU. I mean, obviously, they're a face tag history. And yeah, the way I, they I were brought in. That said something like, you know, they, they're they're not getting as many cheers as they would if they hadn't attacked SCU week. Well, really? Well, and and it's it's funny because they uh, and believe me, I I'm not a fan of Jim Ross. That dude is growing on me big time. And Shivani does give his. When he comes in, he's usually on. There were a few times tonight where I was like, eh. But for the most part, he's usually on. And that was one of those lines that really, really stuck out as over as the bad guys. Why are we all of a sudden making Lucha Brothers the bad guys? Just because we need heal t- Well, you know, the thing with Mark uh, is he works a lot better as a bad guy. He's actually going to be a bad guy. It's, it's when he's doing the whole taunting shit crowd while also trying to be bad that it doesn't work. It's getting honest. They're not bad guys. Ray Phoenix is so popular. And he is le- legitimately one of the best in the world. I need to try- find out how I can watch that uh, Ray Phoenix versus uh match. Oh, that was amazing. It's on YouTube. All right, cool. I saw it. It was amazing. Amazing. Well, and you know that bring and and the thing with these eight, well, all our shows are ADD shows, but um, the fact that this is AEW after dark, we're definitely going to be all over the map. And I was texting you throughout the night little things that I kind of wanted to bring. Simply, memory is all there. But how special are we at this to get Kiga on our TVs more than once a month? And, and he, Omega, and Omega, that's motivated. Even though he's, you know, wrestling for the first time in the last year, he became a, a Japanese citizen. Well, and not just that. He's even when he's had his down moments, he is still the best on the planet. He is so good at storytelling, even in his losses. He is so good at everything that he does. The the match, the way they lay out matches. I mean, that's with him and uh, Joey Janela. Might have been the best match of the night. Yeah, it, it, was, it was. I mean, it was really good. I, I like it. You know, you already know this. I mean, I had trouble focusing on anything on this show. So. Right, right. Oh, well, yeah, and I get that. I just, I just think it's, it's so. We are in just the fact that we get to be able to watch a guy like Kenny is able to bring kind of that new Japan feel that he had, the new Japan storytelling. They able to do which made him the best in the world to an American audience, and we're able to see him. I mean, this what we're a month in. This is his third match. It's, it's just, not just such Kenny, though. I mean, I think the entire presentation is like New Japan meets American style production. Right, exactly. And and it, and uh, I'm using Kenny as an example because Kenny last year was voted the best wrestler old and you know he time and time again as the best bout machine and for, for what two years straight uh, there was so much greatness out of kenny omega that it, it was hard it's hard to look at him and go okay you're just a mid-tier guy you can't and he is so so great at storytelling and he proved it again tonight that well I, I don't know, Jeff. I mean, obviously Seth Rollins is correct that Kenny Omega has to be a mid-tier guy if he doesn't come to the big place to... Oh, don't the get big me... Money. 
Don't get me started on that fucking stupid Seth Rollins shit again. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I think he's just out there doing it just to get some clickbait and some eyes to the TV because he has what this is what the second time in what three months, four months June, that he's yeah. that he started a Twitter war with one of the best in the world because they're not in WWE. I just I do, at this point I don't even want to give him any credence, and that's. God, I'm am just done. Okay. I don't know what his game is. I don't I don't understand where he's coming from. Anybody who is a true wrestling fan, and we've had many, many, many in the industry come out and disagree with Seth. Guys that you know, even though hey, you know what, we might not like what they're doing now. We might not like where they're at. They've come out and they've been like, dude, seriously, Will Osprey, you don't think he's good? And look at guys in the WWE. The Orton came out. You know, Zyder came out. You know, there's a lot of guys in the WWE that were like, seriously, Seth, stop it. And now we've got him trying to start shit with Kenny Omega, too. Yeah. It's just silly. It, it's it's embarrassing, is what it is. But right. that's, you know, and, we'll and, talk and, you about know, that. What's most yeah. embarrassing about it is it's all a matter of taste anyway. Well, that's what wrestling is. I mean, mean, you and I can you and I can say Will Osprey best wrestler on the planet right now, and and somebody else can say Seth Rollins is because it just depends on what you're looking for. Hey, some people can can say. uh, But when Rollins is number one point as far as who's as far as who's the best in the world is either the money the amount of money that that person makes or the amount of money that the company that they work for makes. Then you know you're you're comparing apples to oranges. Quality is not. measured by money or by race it's, it's measured you know it's, it's measured by lots of different ways by lots of different people like lots of with lots of different opinions so well and that's it's, it's, and that's really one thing ridiculous for a professional to get in that kind of a, that kind of a twitter war and that's one thing you and i have been preaching for god five years now it's all a matter of taste i may like something that you don't um you know Ryan might like something that you and I don't. Uh, Kathy might like something. It might like something. Everyone is going to have a different view on things. And that's because wrestling is one of the few things on this planet that is 100% objective to your taste. You know, and it goes back to you look at the 90s. What made WCW popular was the, uh, the luchadors coming in, the cruiserweight division. It wasn't because... You know, that was necessarily everybody's taste. It was just something new, and a lot of people that enjoyed that type of wrestling got onto it. And now it's created what we have now, where literally everybody is a luchador, regardless of their size. So it's really all subjective on what you think and what you feel. And everybody has a different opinion, which is why nobody can ever agree on who is the in the world. Exactly. And, back to this show. And, yeah, back to the show. Because, but but you know, I mean, it's also like just the style. I mean, it's it's also like you know the style of AEW. Like like tonight's show. Um, like like you loved it. You loved almost every second of what you said, and that and that's great. I'm really happy that you did. Outside maybe, of the rip, and eight, maybe like if I was in a better state right now, I would feel the same. Um, but or if I'd been able to actually watch. A lot of the show without a whole lot of buffering on my on my uh, on my end, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. But well, that's you know, that's, 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 that's what happened to me last week. Like, there's people that that will have enjoyed AEW tonight more than I did, or you know, and, you know, or or maybe like I enjoyed their previous episodes more than other people did. And there's people that are going to enjoy NXT more than AEW. I mean, it's it's all a matter of your t- of your taste, and that and that's the thing is like you know, wrestling fans shouldn't be fighting re- other wrestling fans over what they're watching. I've I've been saying that for now that you know just don't oh Jesus don't fight over wrestling companies. Wrestling companies fight for you. So. You and I have been saying that for what five years. I mean, that was one of the big things on our uh, when we initially started doing these shows back in 2015. Right. And we talked about how great different promotions were compared to what was the norm. And I remember saying in one of our episodes, love what you love. Everybody's going to be different. Everyone's going to have their different deal. Everyone's going to have something different to enjoy. 
Because it's I mean, all about your personal taste. I mean, there's one thing that puts AEW ahead of everybody else for me right now, and that's simply that they're live. You know, I mean, if Impact was live on a weekly, on a regular basis, on on a TNT, they might be my number one promotion. See, and I don't care about the live factor. I really don't. If you're putting on great we product, be doing this show with an instant reaction if it wasn't live. That well, for us personally, because of what we're doing, yeah, it's great <laughs> that it's live. But in all honesty, I don't put that kind of onus on it because. This is really the only live show that I watch every single every single week. The rest of them are all on tape delay. They're all on, you know, I, I watch them throughout the week. Even if I ever do check out anything on Raw and SmackDown or NXT, it's later on the week. So, you know, I get it. The live aspect does have something, but that's not the all end all. Not in today's world. You know, I saw a line from one of my favorite books today, which is, um, the first tenant of the Wind Runners in the Stormlight Archive by Brandon Sanderson. Um, really, and and that is life before death, strength before weakness, generation. And, and you know, you really fan, you um, inhabit that last part of that sentence because unlike me, you can be spoiled on a match and still be like, I want to see it. <laughs> you know, whereas, right. whereas for me, um, if a destination, I cannot enjoy, enjoy the journey. Um, it, it's just a, it's just a pose, but at the same time, it's like, you know, something like, I want to know what, it, I want to see it build to something rather than know what it's building to before I watch it. So, um, so yes, I can, I agree with you that I, I enjoy shows whether they're taped or live. It's just that I have to avoid social media if I'm going to watch something that's, that's already happened. Right. There's so many people out there that it's not like it was in 1995, or even 2005. You can't do anything these days on tape delay because 47,000 people will tweet a, you know, the results. Right. When we were growing up, we wouldn't hear the results on something unless we had like subscribed to PWI Weekly or, or we were buying the magazines when they came out like three months after the event happened. <laughs> you know? um, or, or we just watched the results like on Superstars or something. I mean, we, we, uh, we didn't know what had happened until... Usually we had like rented the video and watched it. Right, exactly. And now you don't even have to rent a video. You just you just get it the next day from some other source somewhere. Yeah, but I don't, you know, you and I have used those sources at times. I don't like to promote those because I do think that paying for a pay-per-view is still whether I can afford it or not. If you can afford it, paying for a pay-per-view is still the ultimate um satisfaction because you know you're giving to your favorites and and while we're on that subject you know if if you're not if you're an independent wrestling fan if you're a wrestling fan and you're not supporting the independent wrestling shows around you you're not doing your job as a fan exactly and yeah you know go to the shows if you like you see wrestlers you like buy their merchandise you never know what you're putting you know that you're putting food on that guy's table first of all and secondly, you never know what's going to lead to for them down the road. Well, yeah, and you know, and I feel bad because I ended up really, really sick, which is uh, during the last uh, last local show we had. So I didn't know, but um, God, I wanted to. And it's not because it's not because I knew anybody that was there. It's not because it was some sold out WWE or AEW or Ring of Honor event. It's because there is nothing on this planet like live regardless in the ring. If you can go to a ring and you can get into a that's being told, that's the best feeling on this planet. Plain and simple. And it might be because I've been a wrestling fan for 40-some years, but <laughs> it's real to me, damn it. Well, yeah, it certainly is, and that's why you know, one reason why you're looking so much forward to when EW finally comes around here somewhere in Minnesota where, where you get a chance to have them live. One thing I did notice about them uh, tonight, and maybe it's because we're getting the dark, uh, the AEW dark on YouTube, mm -hmm. but when they hit live, they're already running on the ground. It's not getting that curtain jerker. We're not getting that, you know, guys. We've, the, the crowd is already fed up because they've seen an hour of incredible wrestling. 
Yeah. And then we hit what on a pay-per-view would be card. And that's what opens the show. So when we get into the actual show, like tonight with Lucha Brothers and Private Party, which, by the way, anyone has a chance to go back and watch it, watch it. Private Party is future superstars, not just stars. And I'm not saying the WWE superstars. These guys are going to be talked about in the next five years as some of the best on the planet. They are that good. And they stood last week or two weeks ago toe-to-toe with Bucks. This week they stood toe-to-toe with Lucha Brothers, and they put on a hell of a performance. One of the better matches I've seen in a long time because it was not so much storytelling, but it did have storytelling, which is weird in a Lucha Brothers match. There was some storytelling going on. But there were things I saw in this match that I'm like, holy shit, I've never seen that before. <laughs> Montez Ford, and I can't think of the, or not Montez Ford. Is it Montez? No, Mont, that's, no, that's the other that's company. The other guys. Who are these guys? The uh, blonde. I can never remember names. Right, and I can't either, and it, I'm pissed off that I can't. But they are, seriously, they are future. Future superstars they may not be there yet but there's going to come a time in the near future when people are talking about that same breath they talk about the lucha brothers and the young bucks now well you know let's not give short shrift to future of, of ray phoenix either or or pentagon no. for that matter i mean i mean yeah there, there may already be at that superstar level but just recently i mean i mean last at all out i mean we didn't know who they were <laughs> i remember saying to you at all in yeah. Uh, what, a year and a half ago? That this guy is going to be a future superstar. I love this guy. He's amazing. I remember right. saying that to you. And right. now and, we look... And we'd already seen him on, on uh, Lucha Underground, of course. But I mean... Right, I mean, well, yeah. But I mean, really, I mean, as far as a big stage, that was his first exposure to it. And, and now he's considered, you know, to be, you know, in the... in the, First of all, in one of the top worlds, which, yes, definitely one of the top teams, but not in my opinion, the, you know, the top team. Um, and, but secondly, you know, I have said for months that Ray, that Ray Phoenix is the modern day version of Rob Van Dam, just with more talent, a um, lot more talent, but you know, he's just, as, he's just as dynamic. He's just as exciting, but with, in my, you know, with like longer stay in power and a bigger drive to, you know, increase his moveset and get better. So if you're so if you're not already a fan of Ray Phoenix, I think you need to get on that bandwagon. Well, and you know, again, it's all your perspective. You might not like his style of wrestling, but I I truly believe that Ray Phoenix brings a bit of everything to the table. He's one of those, and I I can't remember the last time we saw a guy like this that was so talented. That he literally encompassed every single part of wrestling. Maybe Austin Aries. Maybe. Um, maybe. I mean, because Phoenix also. I mean, yeah, he's he's Mexican, but he's still very good on the microphone. Yeah, he is. He really is, and he's bring a guy that can go toe to toe with anybody, heavyweights, cruiserweights, doesn't matter. He's explosive. He's fun to watch, and. I mean, maybe you and I might have a different uh, opinion on it because we have some kind of weird uh, love for Austin Aries that a lot of people don't share. But that's probably my discussion that I can come to for a guy that, you know, I mean, what is uh, Ray Phoenix, 23, 24, and Austin Aries is pushing 40? That might be the best comparison I can come up with. I like that comparison. Um, and the, you know the other thing with Phoenix is simply that <clears throat> you know we see so many suicide dives all the time, which which is why it amused me that Tony Schiavone said, "Oh, I just love suicide dives." <laughs> but, right, I heard uh, that. But uh, <clears throat> my point is that Phoenix has found a way to make his versions of them unique and from different angles, and um, and making them actually mean something again. Which is so weird because nobody, it's a suicide dive just to do it. Yeah. But 
I mean, I, continuing on, I mean, this is the AW aftershock, and we've kind of a shock. Jesus, shark. Um, shock, and we've kind of gone off the rails a little bit. Like, we not really. Know. We're talking. We're talking about. We're talking, you know the guys that were in that in the tag team tournament finals, and, and Mysterio is one of them. I mean, Mysterio Phoenix is one of them. One that I need to point out, and and I I hate to say it, but I called it like two weeks ago, besides, three weeks. Besides, it's our job to go off the rails. Yeah, that's a good point. That's what we do. That's what we're known for at this point. Okay. Um, one thing that I called like three weeks ago. And I think it was solidified tonight. MJF in AEW is a face. Did you hear the pop he got? I did hear the pop he got, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say that he's not a face. He's a, he's a character. He is a face. Did you see the way that he was taunting Jericho in when they were in the hallway, when they were going up the stairs? Everything he did. <clears throat> screamed face they are really pushing him as a face and i think that's a great idea because he's one of those guys that is so talented on the mic that he can easily turn his uh crowd angst to his opponent and instead of trashing the crowd and talking about how fat they are and you know and how uncoordinated they are he can easily turn that to his opponent i think it's it's odd be, and weird because you and I have talked about him being one of the best face or one of the best heels in the business, but I can legitimately see him as a top face with his character the way it is. Um, I don't know. I I, I still think that there that he's still going to be straddling the line. I, I, I really do. Think, I, I really don't think he's going to be like a vanilla baby face type guy. No, he'll never elevate. He'll be one of those guys that is kind of straddling between heel and face. But I just think that he could easily make it a face character that people can buy into because it's realistic. I did love Jericho's about the scarves, though. Yeah, <laughs> they had a night, especially during that interview where there's uh, no uh, what do you say? No protective barrier between me and you. When uh, Cody said that, and then Jericho's line about the scarves, I thought were just brilliant, brilliant. But they were that kind of insider brilliance. Yeah, I, I thought it was really good. Um, and I, you know, I loved. You said that you know you were basically you were like annoyed by what, um, by them showing. I was. I and, was until I saw the whole picture. And well, I what think I was going to say is that you know. You and I are really into like characters just being characters, not necessarily having baby, right. you know, baby faces and heels. But right. the, but in this spot, I mean, they're clearly mm-hmm. trying to establish the fact that the inner circle are heels. So what what better way to do that than to put them in spots where <clears throat> us, you know, as wrestling fans, to see them, when to see you know guys that they that they want to push pushed um, in a strong way, or by going out there and just making for everybody else that are in matches or then by, you know, blowing those noisemakers and shit when Cody's trying to talk. Oh, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, to me, everything they, out there, including their entering the tag team title semifinals was just brilliant heel work. Well, and the thing that I said, I remember tweeting it to or sending it to you, not tweeting it, but and I think I actually might have tweeted it too. Um, I didn't like the fact that we have had Dark Order push down our throats for the last, what, four months? And to have them in the spot that they had, which for the smart fan probably realized they weren't going to win just because of the way they positioned um, uh, Lucha Brothers against SCU. It, it kind of screamed that that was the fuss. But with the way they push Dark Order, and you've got SCU, which is fan favorites, and Scorpio Sky, which I get them. You don't. It is what it is. That's part of being a wrestling fan. Um, I just didn't like the fact that that was the match that they made their grand entrance. As end it was, I didn't like that fact. But after watching the Omega versus Joey Janela match... I I understood why they did it when they did it, and why it actually 
just because of the quality of the Omega versus um, Janela match and the fact that we already knew as fans that Dark Order wasn't going to win it anyway. Ah, okay. Although, uh, Grayson, holy shit. Did you see him step on everybody's shoulders to deliver that uh, stomp? Aubrey Edwards? Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I loved it. That was one of my favorite points of the whole night. And in this part, we in this spot where he went, where he just went flying over the turnbuckle to hit, uh, I think it was Kazarian, was amazing as well. Yeah, he, you know, and Tony Schiavone had said it, or was it Ross? I don't remember. It was one of the two. But they talked about how these guys have been one of the best tag teams in the world for years, and they kind of dis- did a disappearing act. It was, it's like I, I, part of me was like. Great, you get some kind of depth to this character. Why couldn't we have done that a month and a half ago? Um, no idea. I remember well, when they a did month and a half ago. There was no AEW TV show. No, but they had pay per views. They were on the pay per views after that original um, debut in uh, at Double or Nothing. I think you and I were the only two people on the planet going, hey, what are they doing? And everyone else is like, well, yeah, but you know what I mean. I mean, it was the smart fans that knew who they were. There was a lot because there always is. But um, there wasn't a whole – they didn't – to the AEW audience, they didn't have that history. And we talked about that one night about how they repackaged them and tried to bring them out here into this, you know, make this great big – uh, presentation with them and but why did they not capitalize on it then why did they wait until tonight to finally say these guys are great you need to watch them that's a very good that's a very good point i mean they've been have they even been on television other than just doing the um the vignette last week i don't think they've even been on no. television since cw tv started Yeah, it's just it's just ridiculous not to even have them featured when they're when they're you know they were the team that won the that won the buy. So why wouldn't they be out there at least doing something like with showing that they're waiting in the wings for that next match? Yeah, you know, I, I I just don't get it. I never understood the reason why they did the first round buy. I never understood why they um, played the to them being these unbeatable forces without giving us any history. And then to have them come out in their first round and lose a match that we knew they were going to. Anybody that has paid attention since the first episode knew it was going to be Lucha Brothers versus SCU with the whole face versus face confrontation. So... The reason they built up the uh, Dark Order the way they did, I don't get it. I don't get why they... I don't want to say they buried them because they look great tonight. But not to let them win at least a round, I think this was one of those situations where there should not have been that first round by. We should have had them in a match against anybody. You know, in all actuality... The um, the tournament started at All Out right. when when Best Friends took on the Dark Order. So I mean, so I mean, they can call it a first round by all they want to, but it basically just worked as a first round um, first round tournament match, and then Best Friends got a second chance. <laughs> right. I mean, really, that's what it comes down. To. Right. Never should have happened that way. Yeah, and and you know the the other thing is like. How do I want to say this? It's it's like that you know they they want to put the straw man out. Oh, I, I know what I was going to say. I'm sorry. All right, so you know the like you said, everybody that, that's been watching it ever since week one knew what was going to happen tonight. And when that's the case, when you booked it to that point, then that's the time where you want to subvert expectations. And that's why I really thought like something should have happened where SEU was like, you know, we're we're going to get revenge. You did to Christopher Daniels last week. And we're going to cost you 
this match. And then next week, then the Dark Order, then uh, it should have been like, you know, um, Dark Order, Dark, Dark Order, Order taking versus on Party. Lucha Bros, or taking on, I mean, sorry, the Dark Order taking on, or no, SEU, SEU faced the Dark Order, right? So it should have been SEU then. Or SEU. It should have been SEU facing off against um, Private Party. Private Party. And then, and then maybe Pentagon and, and Phoenix come out there and do something either before the match starts or during the match to cost um, one of the two teams. So they, I mean, they either cost Private Party and they get their title match against um, SEU at here or they cost SEU the match. And so Private Party are the first tag team champions. But either way, it shouldn't. It should have been so that since we were expecting one or something else. Well, even if they had gone out and had SCU cost Lucha Brothers, and then Lucha Brothers cost SCU the same night, and yep. we could have gotten Dark Order, Dark Order versus um, Private Party, it would have pushed Dark Order into the way that we have expected it. And thought they were going to, and, and not just that. I mean, it would not have been. It would have been a surprise, but at the same time, with the way the TV has been leading up, it wouldn't have been. And it would have been nice to see Dark Order get that win against SCU and Private Party. Goddamn Cinderella story! You beat the Bucks, then you beat, beat the Lucha Brothers, regardless of if SCU, uh, you know, pulls a pulls the trigger or whatever, you get a grudge match at full gear. You get a fresh tag match between two up and coming. And I hate to use smash brother or, you know, the smash brothers as an up and coming star, but let's be honest outside of the hardcore fans. No one knows who they are. No. And, and like you said, with the gimmick that they started at double or nothing and with what they're trying to do with them, they should have been on every show. You know, they should well, have been and doing something like some kind of a dark mystical, not just um, you know popping up on the pay-per-views and now up in the fourth week of the TV show. Because it, it just it certainly feels like you know, they had big plans for them, and then for some reason it felt, and for some reason they. You can't them. push them. You can't push them to the moon, and then drop them off. You just can't. Right. And that's what the Dark Order. Right. And it was it was ill-advised because, I, like I said, again, going back to Double or Nothing, there were a lot of people who, who they were, but those were the smart fans. The AEW fans had no clue who Dark Order was. They knew nothing about, um, you know, and Player 2. They knew nothing about these guys. And the only reason you and I did is because we've been wrestling fans and not just watching mainstream wrestling, but we've been watching independent wrestling for a long, long, long time. And I thought their debut, and I, I remember quite you in the way that they played them off, but the way they have played them since then, they should have won tonight. They should have. It, it's just, or at least not gotten that first round by and at least won one match in this tournament. To not win a match in this tournament, even though it was you, really hurts them. It does, and, and on and, and actually, in my opinion, they should never have gotten that first round by. I mean, they, they should, I, I agree. I, I mean, even if they, and if they were going to do the first round by, I mean, we, we already talked about this before. It should have gone Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Right. Exactly. And it would have worked so much better because maybe Luchasaurus would have, would have been ready to go tonight, and he wouldn't have had to miss last week's show. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I really do. I mean, because um, it was a hamstring strain. So, I mean, those can those are kind of weird things that sometimes can take sometimes can take a week to heal. You know, we have no idea when he's going to be back from that. Yeah, and that's true. And um, I like the way they played that off, too, as a hamstring. But you can just show up at any time. Right, because okay. that's how those things are. You know, they sometimes just pop back into place, and sometimes they don't. Anyway, so um, I just want to I just want to point out to everybody here that this show tonight, Dynamite, did not take place in fucking Britsburg. Britsburg <laughs> is not a real goddamn place. It's a <laughs> fantasy land. W as 
Britt Baker is now the only woman in who has been on every single episode of the show. And she's two and all no after tonight. She's three and two overall. And I realize that AEW, we've said it before, their weakest division is the women's division. And they need to make new stars. I just don't understand why they've chosen her. Didn't we have have, this argument like two weeks ago? (laughs) They have Allie. They have Brie Baker. They have Awesome Kong. They have Audrey Kong. And yet, this is who they choose to push. And, and I don't get it. I don't get why she's being shoved down her throats. I don't get why the crowd is reacting to her the way they do. I mean, obviously, there's something with this chick that I'm missing. And I have no idea, you know, what it is with her that's connecting with so many other people that's connecting with me. Dude, you know when that's meant. She's portrayed as a genius because she has an MD. Do you know what a medical, do you know how long it takes to get a medical doctorate? And she has one. Granted, well, I'm just saying, she that doesn't help she me, is already doesn't help posi- me connect with her, Go ahead and it shouldn't because she's already positioned above you and right. me, 99% of the population that has never gotten an MD. You know, she's a dentist, which everybody hates. You know, you and I work for a dental company, and we know how much everybody's dentist. Uh, it, it's she is not in a I, <laughs> being positioned as somebody who should be loved, but yet she's... I, I was talking to one of our coworkers today, and, and he, he told me this before, and I looked at him and I said, you've never been to the dentist? He said, say it a little. He's like, yeah. <laughs> you work for a damn dentist. Go to a dentist. <laughs> but, you know, that's kind of the way that it, it's... You look at her, and there's nothing about her that is like, okay, okay, I can relate to her. There's nothing. Absolutely nothing. I don't get her popularity either. I don't know why people are connecting to who they are. And you've got Ali, got Rio. I, I mean, I get not connecting to the Kongs, but it's not just them. There are so many wrestlers on this roster, so many female wrestlers, where it's like, Jesus, can anybody get some food in their mouth? Why is it always got to be Brit? Um, yeah, and, and I mean, Brit's popularity reminds me of the Kardashians. You're famous for being famous. Right. It feels like Brit's popular for being popular. You know what? I kind of agree with you on that. I, and I think you and I might be the only two people on the planet that are not their fans. Yeah, and, and you know, it's, it's, and you know, I think we're the same way about, um, or so not, not quite the same way, but a similar way about, um, what the fuck's her name in Impact? Um, to Neil Dashwood. Yeah, exactly. She's another one where I just don't get it. I got it kind of a little bit when she was Emma in NXT. Just there was something like charismatic about her. The second she got away from that image, she hasn't been the same. Act with her no matter where she is. Yeah, so I, I, I just... I you know I did I did mention a couple weeks ago on impact or not impact on on dynamite after dark here that you know Britt was starting to grow on me you know I was I was enjoying her work I was enjoying um, her new submission hold but I but I just I feel like she's I I honestly feel like she's Roman Reigns you know three years ago in WWE where they just kept pushing and pushing and pushing to the point where I didn't where I just didn't even want to see him on my screen anymore. And, 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 you know, I, I really, I'd like to be able to just look at, at her and just her grow as a performer, but instead, every week, you're annoyed. it's, you're annoyed. It's, it's, oh, this woman, she is so dedicated. She became both a doctor and a wrestler at the same time. Well, that's all awesome. no. she is. She but, became a but, doctor but, but just a like, year after just wrestling. Like a, I don't need Willie Mack pushing pushing down my throat that he was from the streets and he persevered. You know, I mean, mention it once or twice. If you bring it up every single time, it's just going to get old and annoy me. And I, I, I'm happy you brought up the Willie Mack thing because that's been a bit of mine for almost a year and a half. I know. <laughs> it, you know, but I, and I agree with you. 
I mean, they have so much talent on the weakest part of their roster. Why has not been on TV yet? Why? She's the star of that roster. You've got, we have a couple matches with Riho. We've had Nyla Rose out there. We have, and, but you're right. Brick Baker has been out there every episode. Allie hasn't been on one. And Allie is probably the most well-rounded talent they have. That being said, and because we're getting close time here, um, I really did like uh, um, Brandy Rhodes attacking, uh, what's her name, during that interview. That was such a good moment and such a great moment for Brandy that I I enjoyed it a lot. I liked it a lot, but it's all about the follow-up with Emmy. Yeah, we'll see what it, where it goes from here, yeah, but so as wonder, far as... I want to know where it's leading it to, all that stuff. I'm assuming that it has something to do with the, with what she tweeted out um, earlier in the week about like not accompanying Cody to ringside because now she's a liability to him. Um, but I, but I'd like to, I'd really like to, I'd really like to see that frustration on Twitter also being, um, you know, followed up on television. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I agree. I, I really do. I, I just, I want to see where it goes. I love the segment. I love the character development by Brandy where she was not her normal cheery um, I'm part of the company self there's something that pissed her off to a point where she couldn't even talk yeah and I and I <coughs> ow so again, it's nice, I just, and, it's, and it's cool. I just want like to follow up this. Exactly. And then, you know, the main event, I did like a lot of what we saw. I really did. I liked Mox. I liked um, Pac. Pac. What are we calling him? Pac? Pac. Um, I liked their performance. I liked the fact that Pac came out and was the bastard Pac. By attacking him before the bell, that chair shot at the top of the ramp was one of the greatest. I don't know why it sounded the way it did, but it was one of the best sounds I've ever heard on a chair shot. Did you catch that? Yeah, it kind of woke me up a little bit. Yeah, right. It was. It was just one of those amazing moments. Like holy shit! Um, and then the way he attacked him and Mox. Moxley did a great job of selling that attack throughout the match. I love the fact that it went to that TV time limit draw, but not just the, hey, we got 10 minutes or 20 minutes. The way Justin Roberts um, you know, played it out there kind of led into the, to the ending, where he said, this is a remaining time limit draw. Where it wasn't, hey, you, we got 20 minutes, we're going to stay as long as it takes. It was like, hey, you know what, some time left. That's how long this match is going to last. And the fact that it went to that time limit, I thought was really unique. I really enjoyed it. I I know that, and maybe you're back, maybe it's because of the buffering, but I felt like it was the strongest uh, AEW we've seen so far, as far as start to finish, yeah. It just, outside of that bigger match, which I felt like was good, but not on par with everything else, I loved every match. I loved the way that um, the inner circle and Cody and whatever his new faction is called, um, there were a couple of missteps there where I felt like maybe instead of uh, DDP coming out, it should have been Adam Page. Um, yeah, I was wondering why we didn't see him tonight. But in in respect, I get it because we didn't have. Um, oh, I thought I missed something. Replay just started, and it started with uh, both tag teams in the ring. And I and I switched over to it. I was like, "What the miss entrances?" Um, but anyway, um, I would have rather seen Page in that spot, or even the Bucks. Me coming out instead of uh, uh, Dusty and or Dustin and, but I was okay with it because a 
great spot to the ma- to the show and everything involved in it. Yeah, and and you know what, I really liked the I really liked the way that the that the show ended because number one, you know when you have the time limits, every once in a while a match should end in a time limit draw, and now we've seen it exactly. Twice. You know we saw it we saw it once with the Cody versus um, Darby Allen match, and now we've seen it here with this one, and this one is is the ending which we haven't seen. I mean, the last time I remember seeing TV time re- TV time remaining um, draw was probably Clash of the Champions one <laughs> with uh, you know with Sting versus Ric Flair, um, and, and then also you know just coming into the show, I was excited about Moxley versus Pack, but then at the same time, I had in the back of my mind like, okay, so now they're giving that this giver they're giving this thing away for free with only a one week build up. Where really this should be like a main event anywhere in the world, and now right. of course you know we still have no definitive victory for either guy. So, well, and the way that they played this off, it, it I, I agree. This was a pay per view match. This was the pay per view match that we should have gotten um, instead of Omega versus Pac. You know, it should have been, you know, there should have been a lot. I, I felt like this was one of those ones that would have been a great lead up to that uh, Omega versus uh, Moxley match. Yep. You know, and we got that tonight, but we didn't, like you said, we did not get that definitive answer. So we have last week where Moxley turns on Pac you know, does his, I don't even know what he calls it anymore. It's been called so many damn things. Paradigm paradigm shift. And, you know, ends the match that way. And then we get tonight, we get a time limit draw. These are two guys that could be and should be the face of the company. And they are going toe to toe every single week. And they both have the same character. Damn, that was a good move. Sorry, watching the replay. Um, they have this character. Both of them should be that top tweener. Not that top face, not that top bad guy. They both are cheered and loved, but at the same time have that edge. Pac a little more so than Moxley, but should be at the top of the car. And should be that tweener that will just fight anybody. Yeah, it's it's interesting the way that, that they're booking this stuff because, you know, for a while it seemed like you know between Omega and Moxley, you know, Omega was going to be the heel and Moxley was going to be the face. And now, I couldn't tell you which guy if if either guy is more than just a tweener right now. I will say this though, we get to watch Kenny Omega every other week, every week, three times a month. That should sink into everybody. He is the best in the world, and we get to see him three to four times a month. Yes, absolutely. And sorry, I'm a big Kenny Omega because you know for the you know because we never got to see him on national television until AEW started. Well, and not just that. Was last time we got to see the best in the world on American television? Week in and week out. Are you going to maybe bring up the Twitter wars again? Because I can certainly tell you that Seth Rollins thinks you get to see him watching Raw every single week. I never thought he was the best in the world. I never I'm did. Seth Rollins believes he is. Well, yeah, of course he does. But I, I'm going back to 09, maybe 08, when Randy Orton was on TV every week. Outside of that, we haven't seen the best in the world on, on American television week in and week out since then. We're talking 10 to 11 years. Well, you could make an argument that for about a year we saw the best wrestler on the planet wrestling on SmackDown. Who is that? The phenomenal AJ Styles. Yeah, but at that time he was already... like Okay. All right, fine, I'll give you that, because you and I were both, like, totally in love with him. Yeah. So, okay, that was 2014. That's still been almost six years, because that was Royal Rumble of 14. Well, no, no, it was 15. He, he debuted in Royal Rumble 15, right? No, 16. it was 14. No, it was 16. No, no, it was not. It was. 
Was it? It was. Yeah, fuck, I forgot about him. So it's, so it's basically 2016 to 2017. The best wrestler on the planet was wrestling on SmackDown. And and Raw, and he was a consistent presence. So, okay, so we had Orton in 09. We had um, Styles in 14-15, well, 15-16, and now Kenny Omega. But Kenny Omega is coming in with a little less bravado than you guys did because he never had that American audience. I just think I just think that, and I think, honestly, I think he is more talented in the ring than either of those two were. AJ Styles is the GOAT to me, by far the GOAT. It, it's between him and Jericho. Um, Randy Orton was so good at storytelling and so good at his outside-the-ring antics that he made himself a, a ridiculous superstar. But Kenny Omega is by far the best in-ring talent I've seen in the last 15 years. Um, AJ Styles, for a long time to me, was the best of all time. Right, I agree. But, I, but And I still think in, he is... In, you're, you're let, not, let me finish my sentence. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Was, was the best of all time in the ring. Um, he couldn't, but he couldn't have been the greatest of all time in the ring because he wasn't on a big enough stage. That that year that he was on top of WWE on SmackDown, which was probably the best wrestling show on the planet at that time, to be established that he is the greatest of all time now in the ring, whereas Jericho is the greatest of all time overall to me. Right. Okay. So, Good. So I'm that's what you are like right there, neck and neck for me. I'm glad you clarified that because this run with Jericho is probably the best I've I've seen by him in a long, long, long time. Oh, Chris Jericho is like a, like a perfect combination of like I don't know Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, and Randy Savage right now. Well, and not just that, on the mic, he's a perfect combination of those guys. That's what I meant. But. Yeah. He is so talented in the ring on top of that. It's like I I I wanted I wanted AJ Styles to go down as the GOAT. I did. That that was my guy. I mean it was Bret Hart, it was AJ Styles. But Jericho has won me over so much in the last year that I don't know that I can go away from anybody go away from him at all anywhere. Yeah. I I totally see that. He's like fine wine, brother. I should say he's like fine of the bubbly. <laughs> the bubbly. <laughs> I I did love the fact that when they were in the uh, um, the boo or the whatever it was the their little VIP stage. Yeah. They're cracking the bubbly. Sammy Guevara might have stole every one of those scenes just with the way he as he was. It was so fun watching him. I'm so proud of him to see where he is now compared to where he was just a year ago when you and I first fell in love with him. And it's such an evolution of his character too, because like on you, on um, on being the elite, it was like basically like, oh, this guy's heard of me. That's great. Right. And right. now I've heard of him, but you know, he's like the number one yes man to the. Well, he's the top mid right now. Right, but I mean, his character-wise, is like he's like the he's like the uh, he's yes man, yeah. He's like the uh, major domo to Chris Jericho. Exactly, exactly. I I I'm so happy for him. I really am, and a lot of it might be because I watched his uh, YouTube channel for so long. He is just um, phenomenal. But if you want to see just totally, phenomenal, but if you want to stay totally kayfabe, do not watch his YouTube show. You can't because he's so fucking humble. He is ridiculously <laughs> humble. All right, I can't. I'm done watching it right now as we speak. Wow, we went a long time on this one. We did. And about four hours ago. So. Yeah, me too. It's kind of sad. Stop your whining. That's my job this week. You whine every other week. I whine every week, not every other. 
Let's I get said, it right. I meant every other week besides this one is what I meant. Oh, okay. All right, that makes sense. I was saying it's my turn this time. <laughs> it's still real to you, isn't it, damn it? Don't steal <laughs> my thunder. Sorry, that NWR has stuck in my head for the last two weeks. What was? The fact that they brought that guy out of retirement to do his It's Still Real to Me. Oh. Have yeah. you seen that? No. <laughs> Good. You're, Was I supposed to? Yeah. No. Don't. Oh. Skip over it. Skip over it. I'm sure it's out there on social media shit that I don't follow. So. No, no. It's on the, um, when you watch Power, and they're like every other commercial. Oh, is that the anyway. I Austin Idol? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, anyway. Uh, Patreon, doing some new things that we're going to reorganize. We're going to maybe eliminate a tier. I decided yet, but it's something coming up. And if you like what you hear here on this channel or iTunes or wherever you're listening to us, uh, check it out. Patreon.com slash Kingdom of Honor. We do a lot of exclusive content and a lot of history. Um, Shane and I have been doing this since 2015. We've got a lot of shows out there that have never heard on this channel. Uh, go listen to them. Uh, you know, small donation to us to help us continue to bring out this great product, and uh, you know, makes us happy. Makes Shane really happy. Just saying. Um, <laughs> five star us on iTunes, on iHeartRadio. Go to YouTube slash Kingdom of Honor, and uh, you know, subscribe. Ring the notification bell. Hit the like button on everything you see. And we'll continue to bring you the product that uh, that we can. Also, our, our Twitter. Um, I'm at Regi Co-op. I do a lot of wrestling, but I also want to hit up uh, other things too. Music, sports, everything. I'm kind of a gambler, so I, I talk about that occasionally too. Uh, Shane, at Zenman L-O-P. You can get to both of us by just doing the hashtag K for hashtag D-A-D. K-O-H for Kingdom of Honor, D-A-D after Dark, which is what you're listening to right now. Yes. Yes, you are. I think also, I got that. Uh, a new plug is that all the L-O-P radio shows are now being uploaded to the L-O-P radio, uh, or the Lords of Pain YouTube channel as well. So, nice. So you can check out any of the any of your LOP shows, starting with I believe earlier today's Sports Entertainment is Dead, um, being loaded to LOP Radios or I'm sorry, Lords of Pain's YouTube channel. So check it out there if you want to you know check it out on YouTube. And tomorrow you'll be able to, to listen to Imps LOP Radio Enter on Friday, the right side of the pond. And then we'll be back with you next week on Kingdom of Honor, and I believe we'll be covering the most recent Impact pay per view. Which is, of course, Bound for Glory. Or not, yeah, Bound for Glory. So. Yeah, that will be on Monday. Long w- I don't know. I wasn't listening to you. <laughs> Fucking shocking. <laughs> Along with MLW, because I'm caught up, we'll also hit probably Impact. Um, and, well, obviously Impact with Bound for Glory. We've got MLW. And I am caught up on uh, NWA Power. Another great episode. What I may not have time to get caught up on this week is NXT. Yeah, that's kind of my last dog in. It's like I got to be caught up on everything before I get that, and it's well, not well, any. Especially, aff- especially when we have a separate pay per view to watch now. So. Well, yeah, and it's not anything against it. I love Tampa. I love Gargano. I love the product. I love Undisputed Era. I'm just running out of time, dude. Man, yeah. I can't even get. I can't even get Ring... I haven't watched Ring of Honor in two months because of it. It's just the big shows I watch by them now. Yeah, I mean, now that, you know, we've kind of established the fact that, you know, we're covering this on a weekly basis on AEW, on AEW Dynamite. Um, you know, the show's, called, the show's called Dynamite After Dark, which means we're going to be covering AEW, guys, not NXT. Right. Well, maybe so we'll chances, hit the NXT. So, ch- so chances are that NXT... You know, might become for me like what it was before. I'm only watching the takeovers. Well, and I I still try to get it in, and that's that's a big thing for me is I want to get it in because I want to cover this um, quote unquote war that W has um, you know told everybody it is, and I still like the product. I really do. I. 
Last week they had some WWE influences, but all in all, there were great matches on 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 NXT. And I look yeah, forward to it. Has to do with like, the product or not? It has a, it has to do with like you said, just the time, time and the fact that there's other products that I like better. Well, yeah, and their AW I'm liking better, and JPW I'm liking better, uh, MLW. You and I have been big fans of that now for almost a year and a half. And impact and is and impact is really really good. So. It really is. It really is. I have talent. They have. Um, they're using some uh, people. Maybe shouldn't be still wrestling, but in all honesty, it has been a very good product. Yeah, and then and when I, you and add, and, I, and they just signed. I don't, I don't remember if you remember. Just at least I think I did, Jeff. I mentioned last week. You know, I wonder. You know why Ace Romero hasn't been around on Impact when he was announced for the company, and now he's signed with. I mean, on AEW, when he was announced with the company, now he's signed to Impact. Yeah, I saw that. He made his debut um, in uh, the five-way ladder match at Bound for Glory. And honestly, I say this because it's God not something damn. that we, oh, I'm sorry, we, we <laughs> on a regular basis, but I am really starting to like Champions Wrestling from Hollywood. Yes, you can they, do that, and, and I still have some talent there. They have talent there that I wish was mainstream. I really, really do. They have talent there that eventually will end up somewhere mainstream, and I'll see. Okay, fair enough. What a bad show. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, we're done with this. That's all. We'll try to do better next time. This is Shane saying, long days, pleasant nights. And Jeff saying? You did it. Goodbye.